0: Welcome in once again. We have a special guest for you this week. Carla Harris is a Global Athena Leadership Award recipient, and we interviewed her during the Athena Leadership Conference in Hudson Valley, New York. She has a great story for you. In fact, she is an accomplished business leader, author, and also a gospel singer. And she can boil her career down to two things. Excellent work built on constant learning, plus the importance of building relationships. Don't miss this talk it is women really mean business episode number 57 and if you want some extras go to the top of women really and check out our patronage section all right here we go let's start episode 57 right now
1: welcome to women really mean business presented by Athena international the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time now here's your host Jeff Belitnikov with another successful woman and her unique business journey
0: welcome to a special edition of women really mean business presented by athena international i'm jeff blitnikoff and we are conducting interviews from the athena international conference in hudson valley new york and of course this conference occurred october 21st and 22nd and i can't think of a better way to lead off with carla harris who received a global athena award and she talked about that at the conference as well she was keynote speaker of course and in addition And, you know, I could spend this whole interview talking about all of her accomplishments. I'll just do a brief for you, though. She is a vice chairman and managing director and senior client advisor at Morgan Stanley. She's done so many IPOs for big companies that you've heard of. And she is an accomplished gospel singer and been interviewed by major media all over the place. And Carla, I'm not even doing this justice, but I I. I have to just welcome you and thank you for being here. And really, just again, thanks for your time.
1: Well, thank you very much, Jeff, for having me. I am very honored.
0: Yeah, me as well. So let's talk about... I always like to dig into the what got you here. So talk, mm-hmm. talk about the beginnings of your career. I know it spanned over 30 years. And if you could talk about how you have just had so many accomplishments, how have you looked at your career over this time and how have you been able to do all that you've done? <laughs>
1: Well, I'll tell you, Jeff, when I look back over 32 years of being on Wall Street, I'm in awe of the journey, and, and really because I have learned so much. When I walked onto the, the street in 1987 after finishing Harvard Business School, I had aspirations of, quote, just doing well, and I was starting in mergers and acquisitions, and that was the crazy 80s to late 80s, and, and so those 100-hour uh, weeks that you read about, those were definitely fact and not fiction, and I was learning a lot about the business, a lot about how to negotiate, you know, how to structure a transaction. And from there, I had the opportunity to go to Capital Markets, which was really the heart of my career. And I went there at the beginning of a bull market uh, in late 1991, early 1992. So I had an incredible ride there. But the bottom line is when I look back, Jeff, I, I just see learning, learning, learning all the way. And one of the reasons that I have stayed in this business for as long as I have is that you can Never really master it. Every single day, the market is different. There's something else that's driving the market. Even if it's continued uncertainty or continued exuberance, there's no two days in the market that are exactly alike, and which gives you the opportunity to learn. And there are not that many careers where you can say that you truly add something to your
0: experiential or your intellectual tool test every day. And it's been amazing. Now, when you talk about learning in the midst of 100-hour weeks, because there's getting the job done and then learning on top of that to get yourself forward. So what were some of the practices, best practices, I should say, that you use to not only balance a really heavy duty work schedule, but also Mm -hmm. get the knowledge to be able to move ahead in your career?
1: Sure. I'm very reflective, uh, and very self-aware. So in addition to executing, you know, I would always take a moment to say, okay, why did we do that? Uh, what else could we have done? You know, if I had an opportunity to do this myself, how might I have structured it differently? Because in the early parts of your career, you're executing that which you have been told. But as you get a little bit more senior, then you're the one that has the opportunity to direct the analysis or, you know, to direct the conversation with a client. So every step along the way, no matter what I did, no matter what I executed, I took, you know, a few seconds. And that's all it takes, frankly, Jeff, is a few seconds to reflect on on the why and what you might do different if you weren't in a rush or you know, if you if it wasn't four o'clock in the morning, you know, those kinds of things. So I've just been very careful and intentional about chronicling those learnings and then when I got them to leverage them and use them again.
0: And when you talk about chronicling the learnings, are you talking about having a journal or did you create some kind of master document or what did you do to be able to not only reflect, but also use those reflections? to move forward.
1: Sure. I I was a big note taker back in the day. I was a huge note taker where I would write down if I if there was something that I didn't know and I had to call somebody about it, I would write down the specific answer. Um, I would know what the specific use case was. And so when I saw that thing again, especially if it was new the first time, I went back to that notebook to, you know, to apply that learning or apply that lesson or uh, to use that equation again. So I wasn't a journal but I was a a massive note taker.
0: And what would you suggest to people that are listening right now that would love to have as illustrious, illustrious of a career as you have had, uh, whether it be working in the corporate world like you have or their own entrepreneurial journey, what would you say is one of or even a few of the key things you would suggest that they do so that they can sure. have an equal amount of success?
1: Sure. The first thing I would say is while you are learning in your early days, you're learning the hardcore tools and skills, don't ignore the opportunity to build relationships. They are key. And Jeff, Jeff, that was one of the things that I will say that I was not intentional about early on. I was so uh, focused on making sure that the work was right and that I was executing appropriately. Uh, and I certainly had bought the, you know, the old adage, just keep your head down and work hard. When in fact, I, I figured out early on in my career also that you needed relationships. If you are going to be successful, especially a relationship with a sponsor, somebody who would speak for you when you were not in the room. So I say to early stage professionals, yes, get the skills. Yes, put the points on the board. But yes, also not after, but at the same time, build relationships and build those relationships horizontally and build those relationships vertically, uh, because that's what you're really going to need to break through into bigger successes. Somebody's going to have to say oh yes you know Jeff is good, Carla is good but I know Carla or I know Jeff and I am confident that they would do a great job on this next thing because frankly Jeff as you move up the ladder opportunities are really a function of people's judgments. There are lots of people who are good, there are lots of people who have put points on the board but in somebody's judgment you are a better candidate than somebody else even if it's at the margin and the only way somebody is going to have the comfort to say that about you is if they know you a bit. So you have to be intentional about building those relationships.
0: And as you said, you weren't intentional about building those relationships right. early in your career mm-hmm. and you had to learn over time. So what are some yes. strategies that people should employ to be intentional about that and to cultivate the right relationships with, with within whatever organization they're in?
1: That's right. So put it on your calendar to go by people's office and just say hello or to have lunch with some of your colleagues or to have coffee with a more senior person you have to be intentional about it because when you're working in a fast paced competitive dynamic environment it is easy not to do it because you can get so consumed with the work and executing the work that you look up and a week has gone by you look up and a month has gone by you look up and you know three months have gone by and you haven't had lunch with anybody you know, for an entire quarter, or you haven't gone and just had a ten or fifteen-minute conversation about the business, or about yourself, or about the weekend with anyone. So it's easy not to do it. So I say to people who are either introverts or who are executors like me, who you would much prefer to execute. You had to put it on your calendar. And if you don't put it on your calendar and say 10 minutes in front of Bill's office or a 15 minute coffee with Margot, it's not going to happen. So leverage your strength and put it on the calendar
0: so that it will get done. As you look back and again, you've had an illustrious career. You continue to add to that. What is the one thing that you wish you could tell the younger Carla Harris that was just beginning now mm-hmm. that you look back? Yes,
1: and that's an easy one, Jeff. I would tell her, own your power. Because so often as a junior person in an environment, you think, you're thinking to yourself, I need to come in, I need to work really hard. You know, I I need to show people that I'm smart or I need to show people I'm worthy. You may even be thinking that. Um, And so you don't even think about the truth of the matter is that you're really smart. You have an ability to get things done. That's why they chose you in the first place. So you already come in the door with contributions behind you and an ability to contribute even more. And if you're not focused on that, it's easy to get yourself distracted by thinking, I'm the junior person, or maybe I need to behave this way, or you know I'm not sure they think I'm really smart, or I didn't have this preparation, I didn't go to that school. And all of those things actually erode your sense of power and your sense of value. And I would say to the the 25, 14, 18 year old Carla, do not give away your power. If you have gotten to that point, you deserve to be at that point. Every bit of it, you've earned it. So own that moment and own that power in that moment. So what? You have to learn something. Everybody has to learn. So what? You might make a mistake. It's not making a mistake doesn't make you special. What makes you special is if and how you get up. So be prepared to get up after you've learned something.
0: Well, let's pivot to some of the things that you do outside of your career, and I'm amazed that, and I I shouldn't be really because the old adage, if you want something done, give it to a busy person, and I I think that holds true, and you are an accomplished author and also a gospel singer where you have performed five sold-out concerts at Carnegie Hall, so how, A, do you find time to do all of that in addition to your career, and then B... Tell me about, like, the whys of why you're an author and why you're into gospel singing, all that stuff. i just love to hear that kind of perspective of, you know, how you're doing these outside pursuits just as well as you're doing your uh, main career.
1: Sure. So let's talk about singing first, because the, the Carla, the singer, certainly preceded uh, Carla, the author. And I've always enjoyed singing ever since I was nine years old. And I've particularly enjoyed gospel music since I would say around 12. And frankly, Jeff, music is the thing that brings us all together. It is universal. You can go to another country where you don't speak the language, but you can find in common uh, your enjoyment of music with someone else in that country who, again, may not speak your language, may not understand it at all, but the music brings you all together. And I had my opportunity to see how universal it was in 1981 when uh, my then choir, the Rags Choral Society, went to what was then East Germany, Leipzig, Germany. And the church that we sang in, most of the people who came to see us sing did not speak any English. We obviously spoke no German, but we were singing classical music and then there was a part of the concert that was gospel, that was Negro spirituals and you could see the reaction on people's faces and their reaction was what you would have expected if they understood the English so that's that was my aha moment around how universal music really is and I just love gospel because it's an incredible message, it's a message of hope it's a message of peace, it's a message of salvation and again it too is universal so that's one of the reasons I love, love, love singing gospel music. And I realized that I loved financial services. I love singing. So while financial services gives me the opportunity to have the life and the lifestyle that I would like, I thought, why not use Carla the singer to help other people? And that's one of the reasons I started recording and giving all the money away to charity and then I said well how would I amplify that well like any artist does you do concerts and I said if I'm going to do a concert all the proceeds will also go to charity so Carla the singer is hopefully helping thousands of people um, that you know Carla the, the, the banker is helping other people and thousands of people in a different way different platform but I can now leverage this platform to do, to do good as well and then Carla the author I, I kept talking in public about things that I'd learned and the lessons that I'd learned. Carla's pearls, as I call them, Jeff. And it, it got to the point that every time I would talk about the pearls and some of my learnings, people would come up to me afterwards and said, what was the fifth pearl again? And I missed it. What was the sixth pearl? Oh, do you have a book? And I kept getting that message that I said, oh, okay, the universe is speaking to me. I need to put this down in a book. And, and there started Carla, the author. And I had no aspirations to write a second book but I kept getting questions that I realized were not covered in the first, so Strategized to Win was born. And now as we speak, I'm in the process of doing the third book, again, motivated by questions that I've gotten on the road the last
0: three years. Okay, and I also have to mention about your singing as well. You've also appeared to sold out concerts at uh, the Apollo Theater, and then also you've been featured on the BET Nightly News with your, yes. first, with your first CD. So obviously you're very accomplished accomplished singer, very accomplished author. We'll have all of that, all the links in the resource section for you to check it out. And I'm speaking to the listeners now, of course. But uh, as we roll into our final few questions, you've been very well honored throughout your entire career, deservedly so. But I would like to ask you what honor stands out to you the most and why? You
1: know, Jeff, I, I can't tell you a particular one because I have been humbled and honored by every single one that that I have received. They all mean something to me. Um, and, you know, I guess my father he helped to give me that sense of appreciation because he used to always say, you know, people don't have to tell you that you did a great job. People don't have to honor you for your accomplishments. They just don't. And so I am honored every single time I get even a mention, let alone an honor like the one that I received this morning. So I'd have to tell you, each one of them are
0: important. All right, Get into our final few questions here, and of course, as I just mentioned in the resource section, we're going to have links to everything that Carla has to offer. I know myself; I'm going to be buying everything that she has. Oh, thank and, you. Well, I, I, and I love gospel music myself, so I'm going to uh, get all. I, I definitely want to get Carla's pearls. <laughs> thank you. Of, of course, but let me let me just uh, ask you: What are some resources that you would Suggest for people it can be TED Talks or other things that maybe other books or whatever that you maybe think might be helpful to the professionals listening right now?
1: Sure. Um, I'd say that the, the one of my greatest resources, frankly, Jeff, is the Bible. I uh, am a voracious reader of inspirational uh, books, that being the number one. I also read uh, books by uh, Joyce Meyer or T.D. Jakes or Joel Olstein. I find them very inspirational, frankly, uh, for my day job as a business leader. I also have enjoyed uh, John Maxwell's books as well. So I think it's just great to get a different perspective from different types of leaders, from all genres, if you will, and reflect on them as to how they contrast and compare or how they could augment your own leadership style Uh, because I feel strongly as a leader, we should all be evolving. You should not be the same leader that you were two years ago, five years ago. I know that I'm not the same leader that I was, you know, 15 years ago. The other book that I would recommend, especially for people who are trying to figure out, you know, what's my next move? What's me 2.0? Is to read um, Who Moved My Cheese. I I found that a very fast read, a very entertaining book and it definitely caused me to reflect. Uh, And then the last thing I would say is surround yourself with people who will challenge you, people who will give you the straight, no chaser kind of reflection and feedback about who you are um, and the things that you want to do, people who will press you to really reach I think that's really important. I think so often we don't have enough of that support around us.
0: All right. One final question for you, Carla. This is the question that our podcast listeners know that uh, I start with the guest and with the guest. And I'd like to hand the mic over to you and give you the floor to address the professionals listening right now with anything that you would like to tell them. So, Carla, the floor is yours.
1: Sure. Thanks so much, Jeff. The one thing that I would leave your listeners with is to Play big, play big, don't compromise your, your thoughts, your vision because of what you think are your current limitations. Reach big, think big, and go for that. Uh, And chances are you will be able to accomplish it. If there's anything that I look back after 30 years that I tag myself on or admonish myself for, it's not playing big enough. So play big.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. If you're not playing big. Then I don't know what the definition of big is because, wow, you've done so much. Carla Harris, vice chairman, managing director and senior client advisor at Morgan Stanley, accomplished author, accomplished gospel singer and, of course, global Athena International winner. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Very much appreciated. Well, thank you, Jeff, for having me. It's been an honor. It has been for me as well. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, this is not your mother's PR. Cheryl Hale's company blends the traditional mass media approach with niche approaches. Think podcasts, blogs, etc. Don't miss this talk that will help you understand modern PR. And here's a little bit from Cher. A lot of entrepreneurs
1: assume that the media comes to you. So that they're kind of just waiting to be discovered, so to say. And what the truth is that you have to create the right angles.
0: You have to have an interesting story and you have to go to the media. Please go to womenreallymeanbusiness.com and go to the Grow the Show section. If you did even one of the four things on that page, it would help us immensely. And we thank you in advance.